Welcome to the MLS Leadership Show. I'm Myrna Selsler, and I'm the host of the show and founder of the Million Dollar Broker Program, building momentum and leverage in a real estate brokerage. Over the past decades, I've been a broker owner of two successful real estate offices in two very different marketplaces. We work with real estate brokers to overcome the barriers that prevent them from achieving a million dollar net to them business. We help brokers reduce turnover, improve productivity, and have predictable sales growth. We're always on the lookout for talented brokers willing to share their secret sauce in running a successful brokerage. Stick around to the end of the show and you'll find out how you can be our next guest and share your unique message about how you lead your brokerage. So hi there, it's Myrna Selsler with the MLS Leadership Show, founder of The Million Dollar Broker. And I'm here today with Jill Magnuson from San Diego, and she is the broker of, let me get your name exactly right here, broker owner of Magnuson Homes and Estates. So you've named your company after yourself. So tell us about your company a little bit, and then I want to backtrack and find out how you even got into real estate in the first place. Okay. So we, we have just a small brokerage. When I decided to go out on my own, it was just me and my husband. And I do know a lot of people in the business. So when they found out I was opening up my own brokerage, they all started calling me and wanting to join. And within three months, we have 10 agents. Oh, so, wow. yeah. So I wasn't intending on, on having a large company. So we sort of um, reevaluated what we want in a brokerage and what the agents want. And I think we're trying to, we're going to build it up. And I think we are going to be able to, to have it grow pretty large in our community. Okay. So let's backtrack to how did you get into real estate in the first place? Cause people rarely start in real estate. Okay. Well, I've been in real estate since I was like three years old. That's what I tell everyone because <laughs> it's all I know. My mom started in real estate when I was very, very young and she actually owned three ERA offices with over 200 agents back in New Jersey while I was growing up. So I remember knocking on doors when I was like six years old, handing out um, flyers with her name on it. And before the, you know, before the MLS was online, we had MLS books yeah. where once a week, <laughs> we <would> get, <laughs> yeah, somebody would drop off a package of listings and we would have to rip out the old listings and put in the new listings and change the prices. So that was my job for about four years in my preteen life. And um, we moved out to Southern California when I was 15. So I was in the middle of high school. My mom started managing. So she sold her companies back east, managed a pretty large company out here. And I just, I've just been working in the industry ever since. I started out as a receptionist and transaction coordinator. And then I got my real estate license back in 1996. My dad was a loan officer. So I saw that part of it. And uh it's just in my blood. It's all you know, I know. You know what I think is so interesting too, when people start as assistants or working as receptionists or whatever, they do some kind of more mundane aspect of the real estate business. They know so much of the background. So they launch into their real estate career so much more strongly without all those um, learning, the learning curve of how do you get on, how do you do a CMA, you know? Right, right. So how did, like, did you have a pretty quick start once you transitioned into being a salesperson? Yeah. So when I, I decided to become a salesperson, it was because my mom decided to go back into sales. She stopped managing and she said, 
I want to go into sales. I want to make the money like the agents are making. And why don't you be my partner? So that's how I started my actual real estate sales career. So I learned from the best. She has so much knowledge and um, listening to her on the phone and talking to clients all of the years, it just, it just came out naturally. Okay. So now here you are thinking that it was just going to be you and your husband. You have 10 agents and people are clamoring to join you. Why are they clamoring to join you? What's special about your culture or what you offer? We are trying to make real estate fun again. So that's our whole thing. Uh, What I'm hearing from agents right now is that they are, first of all, they're tired. They're working so hard. There's no fun in the business anymore. And when I started, you know, 20, 30 years ago, we had fun. It was an exciting career. We mastermind together. We got together. We told each other what was working, what was not working. Now you go into these real estate companies. Nobody is there. COVID has not helped at all. Yeah. But nobody's around. There's no one to ask. There's no one to brainstorm with. There's no one to just sit around and have a glass of wine with and say, what did you do that was successful this week that I, that can help me? So that's what I'm trying to, that's the culture I want to bring back and it's helped (laughs) really. I mean, I I think that's what everybody is craving right now. Okay. So people are seeking you out rather than you seeking them out. Okay. So I, I, okay. So before I opened up my brokerage, I worked for a big box brokerage here with 750 agents I was their broker support person. So I sold real estate, but I also was their broker support person. So every, anytime that they had a question regarding a contract or they were having a a problem with another agent, they would call me. So I sort of, I guess a good reputation in town and people know who I am. And um, when their broker wasn't there to answer their questions, they know they could always call me. Yeah. And I get calls from agents that I worked with, you know, 15, 20 years ago. They still call me. I haven't worked with them in forever, but they if they have a problem, they they know they can reach me. Okay. So it's about being accessible, helping them solve their problems. Yes. Yeah. That's what they want. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And then to have that. So do you do training as well? Or how do you support them in, in those areas? Uh, I do. So we usually have um weekly or by um, monthly trainings with them, uh, anything from technology to contract classes to um, mindset, any things like that. Mindset is huge in this industry. And if you don't have the mindset, you're never going to be successful. So I, I'm a firm believer in helping agents get to that right um, mentality. So how do, do you, um, when you're interviewing people, do you watch for mindset? I do. I do. What do you watch? Like, what do you watch? How do you identify a good mindset? They have to be positive. If if they come in and they're automatically negative, they talk negative about the industry. If I hear them talk bad about another agent or a client that they've had, I they're not a good fit for us. And I've, unfortunately, we haven't been around very long, but I've had to let some people go because of that. Um, but I want to surround um, myself and I know my uh, agents want to surround themselves with only people that are really uplifting and going to push them to get to the next level. And if you're not, if you're not positive, you're not going to get there. So. Yeah. Yeah. Well, that takes a fair bit of um, courage, I have to say, to let people go because 
the real estate agents are effectively your client. They're your potential cash flow. So what's been the response to, by your, your agents that are still with you to the fact that you let other people go? Um, they're very positive because when those, I call them bad seeds, when the bad seeds come into the office, it brings everybody down. So when they're not here, it, it, everyone's in a, just in a better place. Okay. And I think it puts a a line in the sand too, like, like this is what you will put up with. This is what you will not put up with. Right. It's not easy for me. Believe me. I don't, I sit to my stomach when I have to do it, but um, it just, it has to be done. I don't want to have one of these companies where you just hire anybody and it doesn't matter. It's only about the dollar in my pocket because that's not what it's about for me. Yeah. Yeah. That is, that, that takes a lot of courage because you are saying goodbye. You're, you're actually saying goodbye to a potential client. I, I know yeah. and it's okay. And I've learned in real estate, you know, in the sales part, it's okay to, to fire a client every once in a while. You, sometimes you have to do that to make room for the, the good ones. Okay. So that's really interesting learning from being in your sales career. Cause it, it, it is exactly the same principle. It is. What else did you learn in your sales career that you've brought to your, um, your role as a leader now? Um, well, I, I sit on the professional standards committee for the board of realtors. So um, I do ethics cases, and which is that has been just so eye opening, and it really helps me. Um, I, I learn something new every time I do a case. You know, what you know you I did that too, and oh my goodness! And, and some of it is so innocent that goes completely amiss. It is, and I, I tell my agents, you never want to be on the opposite side of the table from somebody like me. It is the scariest thing in the world. Yeah. Um, I I do bring that. And then I also do mediations. So buyer seller disputes, um, like, yeah. So if there's an issue after a closing and, you know, there's a mediation done at the board of realtors, I'm one of three mediators that they'll call in. And we, we have a really good success rate about 95% of the time we can mediate and come to a resolution. Wow. Yeah. And then you get to go back to your office and, you know, t- share like, you know, with privacy, of course, but you right. get to share your experiences to create awareness, like actual intimate awareness. Yeah. It, about yeah. What's going on mm-hmm. so that, that gives lots of value to you as a leader. Well, I think I see things that a lot of times the agents don't even think about, you know, when they're writing contracts or they're negotiating and, you know, there's, it's not always black and white. You, you know, it's all about interpretation of the contract sometimes. And um, I, I can bring that expertise to the office and, and help the agents with that while they're, you know, dealing with difficult situations. Yeah, that's a, that's a fairly sophisticated expertise. What else do you do that you think is, is sets you apart from other brokerages? Um, well, I work with my husband. I, I mentioned that he's not a realtor. He actually, he actually has 25 years experience in technology. So combined with my experience in real estate and his experience in technology, I think that we have like the best of both worlds. So our brokerage actually rivals, our technology can rival the huge corporations, the national corporations. Our website is just as good, if not better than theirs. Our searches, our search engines, our CRM, top of the line, everything, but we have this small brokerage feel. So I feel like it's the best of both worlds. 
Yeah, because that is one of the challenges as an independent brokerage is how do you address the technology thing without breaking the bank? And, and that's the thing. I, it's, you know, we, we have, we have, we have him here accessible every single day and he's helping the agents with the web, their website. And um, it's, it's just an, it's amazing that we have this um, just little extra thing that most small brokers can't give. Their it's, a, it's a big resource because again, many realtors don't have the patience to deal with technology, the patience to get a website and the patience to have to explain it to somebody who doesn't understand the industry. No, I wouldn't be able to do it on my own. I wouldn't be able to have that without paying a couple hundred thousand dollars. Yeah. So, yeah, so I'm very, very fortunate to have that. Yeah. So tell me more about your recruiting then. Um, do you recruit will, a specific demographic? Have, um, a, do, do you like people in certain geographic areas or what, what's the, what are other criteria? Um, so I, you know... Like I said earlier, it's sort of a personality thing. If I I want to recruit um, great agents, ones that I can help grow, I think that would be that's probably the the best type of agent that would be joining our company. Would yeah. be somebody that they if they have. I mean, I could teach real estate to anybody. I can teach contracts. I can teach the actual how to do real estate. It's the personality thing that you know, you can't, it's kind of hard to teach. Oh yeah. Yeah. Right. So do you do any um, testing or anything like that to know who you're getting or what, um, what, what they're like? If I don't know off the bat, I will ask them to take the disc test. Okay. Test to to tell, because you can sort of tell, you know, where they, where they lay in that, if they're going to, they're actually going to be successful or not, or um, if they're going to be trainable. (laughs) I should say you're coachable. And um, I do, I'm a member of Tom Ferry's coaching group. So I have I'm part of their management. So um, I'm allowed to share anything that I receive from them with my agents as well. So they have, they have access to all of Tom Ferry's coaching and training too. Yeah. Okay. So yeah. yeah, they're, they're getting, they're getting lots. So what's your, yeah. what's your vision for the future? I'd like to have about 50 agents by the end of the year. And um, I think that that is extremely manageable for me, especially since I did broker support for 750 agents. I'm getting I'm getting away from selling homes and I'm referring my sphere of influencing past clients to the agents that work for me. So that's kind of nice that I'm able to do that. Yes. And um, more taking over the role of being a broker and a leader for the agents and, and taking care of them on the training side and answering questions. So by the end of the year, I'd love to have 50 agents and we'll see where it goes from there. I, I definitely can see um, 200, 250 agents in my future. As long as I can hire the help to help me manage that, I can I, I see that. That's what I say. We have a, a transaction-based model, so our fees are, are fairly low. We don't want to rip the agents off at all. Like I know I've worked for lots of different companies over the years, and I feel like you know um, charging them huge fees it's 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 not good for anybody. I think they just get upset and they get frustrated. And most of these companies they don't even provide anything for that. So, yeah. 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 Well, that's interesting because, you know, starting with you and your husband and thinking, okay, well, we'll do 10. And now, now the vision is 50 going to 250. That's quite an incredible growth 
in, yes. in, in your own mind, your own mindset. So yeah. how has that mindset been shifting for you? Let's talk about your mindset for a minute. Um, well, I, um, I'm, I'm pretty, I'm one of those people that I'm like, bring it on. Let's do it. Let's seize the day. (laughs) Um, let's see how much I can handle. And I, I love real estate. It's just, it's like I said earlier, it's in my blood. It's, um, I, it's my whole life. My, it's part of my kids' lives. It's part of our whole family. Everything that we do revolves around this industry. Mm -hmm. Um, so it's not really like a, it's not a huge stretch for me to think. I don't think that if we bring on 200 agents, that's going to be so hard. How am I going to do it? We have the technology to, if the technology we have is scalable, definitely, definitely do it easily. Um, and probably at 50 agents, we'll bring on some managers, um, in order to, you know, take care of the office things, you know, just the administrative stuff. We have a couple of assistants right now who are amazing and yeah, it's, it's all good. <laughs> it sounds like it's so much like, yeah, that attitude of like, bring it on. Like I can take yeah, it. Let's see. Yeah. yeah. And again, um, it sounds like you're fairly willing because you've been delegated to, to delegate to other people. Absolutely. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. It's just finding the right people. Yeah. Yeah. And, That's and, the and part. it is. And then being fair enough, compensating them in ways that, that they, it's attractive to them to stay. Absolutely. And you, ha- you have to, you have to give them bonuses. You have to show your appreciation. You have to really um, make sure that they, they know that they're a part of our work family that we're yeah. growing. Yeah. We're, we're yeah. growing with them. We want to see them succeed too. So. Yeah. So let's go back to the culture piece. Um, do you have different kinds of corporate events that, so that people get to know each, know, like, and trust each other? Yeah, we've had a couple so far, like last Thursday, we just had a great event. Um, it was, uh, we have in our complex where we're located, okay, we have a great location. So we're in this area called Lake San Marcos. It looks like a resort area. It's a huge lake with a restaurant and a lodge. Uh, I think there's 2,500 homes surrounding our office and um, we have lake views. It's just, it's so, it's very unique to Southern California. Yeah. In our little shop area, we have a chocolatier. She is, makes the most amazing desserts I've ever tasted in my life. So she came to our office on Thursday night. We invited all of our agents and uh, several of them brought some other agents with them. We had some affiliates. I had my escrow person, my title person, and we had a party and it was uh, a a wine pairing with these chocolates. And it was so much fun. We had raffles and lots of wine flowing and we brought in food by the, um, the restaurant that's right across the street. We brought in some Italian food. It was a blast. So, um, and now in two months from now, we have a beach cleanup day that we're doing. So everybody's going to come out to the beach. They can invite their clients and their friends. And we're going to have a really fun day at the beach and and end up um, with a, you know, a fire going at night. And yeah, so we're just going to try to do events like this every couple months to bring everybody close. That is very cool because again, you're and you're you're not only having fun though, but you're you're participating in a community, which I think is right. also very valuable. 
Right. So that's our thing. We want to we want to bring in the community. So whether it's doing an event like a cleanup day or or bring in some local vendors, restaurants and, you know, shops that I can bring in. We had uh, some people that do closing gifts. We had them come in as well and kind of do a little presentation. So, um, yeah, lots of fun. Yeah. And it sounds like you're thinking about it in a really well-rounded approach. Like how, what are all the things that would add value to my agents' lives, what would make their business lives easier? I will make those services accessible for them. Exactly. That's what we want to do. Yeah. Yeah. So if you were to give advice to someone thinking about starting a brokerage, what advice would you give them? Oh, that's a good question. Um, um, Hire people to do the things that you are not good at (laughs) or you don't like to do. Cause I mean, there's, there's a lot of things that I struggled with um, because I thought I could do it all on my own, but having to learn how to do those things, it's not worth it (laughs) at all. No, it's yeah. I I'm, I'm terrible at, um, I like the back office stuff, you know, like the keeping my, all the transactions straight, (laughs) I should say, hire somebody to do that. And, you know, this way that off my plate and I can concentrate on the things that are important, like being there for my agents. Yeah. Yeah. That's interesting because again, early on, early days, we don't always want to let go. No, no. I'm, and I'm a control freak. So it's been very difficult for me to do that. So yeah. I'm learning. But I'm when learning. you get the right people. That's it. You get the right people and then you just know that it's done. It's amazing. They, they just do it. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It, that is so cool. So Jill, anything else you'd like to share with us about your brokerage before we wrap up this, uh, this podcast? Um, I think just that, you know, we, if you are interested, um, if there's any agents in, interested in making a move that are not happy with their current brokerage, come and talk to me. Um, maybe it'll be a good fit. Maybe it won't be, but you know, come and see what we have to offer. Okay. It sounds like it'd be like, like, it just sounds like it'd be easy with someone else taking care of my technology. That would be just <laughs> and supporting me. <laughs> to make it easy on the agents as possible. Yeah. Yeah. That that's, that's so great to have that, that people first focus. Yeah. yeah. That's what it's all about. It is. So thank you so much, Jill. So I've been with Jill Magnuson of Magnuson homes and estates. And it's Myrna Seltzer with the MLS Leadership Show and the founder of the Million Dollar Broker Program, wrapping it up again for today. Thanks for listening. Thanks for listening to the MLS Leadership Show. If you're a real estate broker, owner, or manager, and would like to be a guest on the show, please visit mlsleadership.com slash guest. If you got some value out of this interview, subscribe below and share this on your social media. Hashtag MLS Show. Download us in your podcast player right now. Please give us a thumbs up rating and review the show. Share the value you received from listening in. Connect with me via social media. Check out our website at mlsleadership.com and see if there's some ideas you can use in your own brokerage. It's Myrna Selsler with the MLS Leadership Show and founder of The Million Dollar Broker. Thanks for listening. Thanks for listening.